Welcome to the Legalpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Sager, and I'm dedicated to covering common legal issues for small business owners and just how some of the world's most elite entrepreneurs have handled legal issues themselves. In true attorney fashion, the information in this episode is not legal advice. This is for informational purposes only, and you should always consult with your attorney before implementing any of the information. Now onto the show. Today's episode is brought to you by thecontractvault.com. With over 80 contracts and counting, The Contract Vault is your all-access pass to industry-specific contract templates. These contracts are drafted specifically for online business owners. I've been there. I have Googled different contracts, but I was let down because those contracts aren't reliable for online business owners. They're used for manufacturing purposes and brick and mortar purposes. You're an online business owner. You need specific contracts to your online business. So that's exactly what the contract vault has done. Not only do they provide you with the contract templates you can use, but there's also a Facebook group where Andrea goes live every single month teaching you the law. So you're not only just getting the contracts, you're learning the law and being empowered to stay out of legal trouble because you know what the law is. That's what happens with most business owners. They don't get in trouble because they mean to do something that gets them in trouble. They just don't know what the law is. So with a contract vault, it's essentially your business legal school. And as being a loyal listener of the Legalpreneur podcast, just use promo code podcast and save 50% off of your first month. I'm excited about this. I hope you're excited because you're saving 50% off your first month and you get the contracts and you get the Facebook group. All right, go sign up thecontractvault.com. Use promo code podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Happy Tuesday. I hope everybody is off to having a wonderful week. I know I am. I am actually recording in my brand new office I say brand new, but it's just been here in my house. I just haven't used it as an office, but it is now my office. And you may hear a bit of an echo because I don't really have anything on the walls yet. All of that is coming, but I literally just moved in here. Okay, so today's episode is going to be really exciting and super informative. I'm actually going to be building upon a TikTok video I did that actually kind of sort of went viral. That's right, you guys. I'm kind of cool. Totally went viral on TikTok. This video now has over 100,000 views. It was part one that went viral. Part two did not go viral. It had, you know, I think it's had like a couple thousand views, but nothing compared to part one. Because of that, I wanted to go ahead and do a full podcast episode to make sure that people truly understand what I'm talking about in this video because there's been a ton of questions And I want to make sure everybody truly understands what I was saying in this video. The reason I think it went viral is because it has to do with something that nobody loves to pay, which is taxes. And it's how to save on taxes, which has to do with being an S-corp. So you'll often hear, or maybe you've asked the question, oh, should I be an LLC or should I be an S-corp or a C-corp? what business entity should I choose? Well, when you throw in an S corp into the question of when should I file or when, you know, should I be an LLC or an S corp? That's actually the wrong question because an S corp is not a business entity. 
It only has to do with your tax status, your tax filing status. So typically what I suggest for small business owners is to file as an LLC as soon as possible. If you haven't heard that from me, definitely go back into the archives and listen to, I think it's episode number three about LLCs and go listen to that. And then you'll hear all about why you should be an LLC as soon as possible. And I I'm very passionate about this because I hear all the time that, you know, accountants or CPAs, they'll say, Oh, just wait till you're making 80,000 or a hundred thousand or whatever number, and then become an LLC. No, no, no. That is 100% not accurate. And it is actually leaving yourself open to a lot of liability. So go back to that episode, listen to it, and then you can kind of hear about this and build upon becoming an S Corp. So let's assume that you are now an LLC and you're to the point where it's like, okay, great. I can file as an S Corp. So I'm going to explain exactly what an S Corp is when to file and what exactly does it mean for you as a business owner. And this is how I operate my business. So through my law firm, I am a PLLC, which is a professional limited liability company, but it's essentially the same thing as an LLC. Uh, I just had to put the professional at the beginning because I'm a law firm. Now, once you are an LLC, you are actually still filing your taxes the same way as if you were a sole proprietor. So a lot of people get confused when they hear, oh, I should wait for the whole tax stuff because of the LLC. Like, listen, the only thing an LLC does is separate your liability. It has nothing to do with taxes. So as a sole proprietor, you file your taxes with a Schedule C. As an LLC, you do the exact same thing. But once you get to the point where you're able to pay yourself what's called a reasonable salary, and this is different for everybody, it is something, and that's an IRS term, a reasonable salary. It's different for every industry, every type of business, what stage you're in. Just for reference, 2019 was my first full year as a law firm. I paid myself 60000 in salary. So, and that, that was my first year as an S-Corp. So I made the S-Corp election and I was taxed as an S-Corp. So I paid myself $60,000. Now this year, that would not be considered reasonable because I'm going to be making a lot more money this year. So because it's not considered reasonable for this year, I had to raise my salary. I don't know what I'll end up paying myself this year, probably around $200,000, but I'll get, I'll get more into numbers in a second. I just want you guys to understand this concept first. So once you are able to pay yourself a reasonable salary, and that's something you need to figure out with your own accountant, your own CPA, I highly, highly suggest working with a really good accountant. If you need a recommendation, reach out to me. I have a very great recommendation. So once you figure out, okay, what your reasonable salary is and you hit that, and then you have profit on top, that's when you want to make the S corp election. So you can talk with your accountant about this because when you, when you meet these quote unquote requirements to pay yourself a salary, and then you have some on top, when you make that election, it actually doesn't go into effect until next year. In order for it to affect this year, you have to make it, make that election with the IRS within like the first month or so. Like I can't remember exactly like the first month or two 
and then it will be in effect for this year. So if you make it any other time throughout the year, then it doesn't go into effect until the next year. But your CPA may be able to figure something out for you. I'm not going to say for sure. It just depends who you're working with. They may be able to work something out. And if you're a brand new business, you can't, and you, let's say you start, you know, today, it's July. So if you start your brand new business today and you make the S-Corp election at the same time, it will be in effect for this year. But again, you want to make sure that you are able to pay yourself a reasonable salary and then you still have some extra on top. So let's say you make the election, you are paying yourself that reasonable salary and you have some on top. That's after your expenses, after everything, you still have profit on top. Now, the benefit of being an S-Corp is once you are actually making enough to have that profit on top, you don't have to run it through payroll and you can avoid self-employment taxes. So if you you didn't if you didn't know as somebody who's self-employed or you pay yourself a salary you have you're basically getting double tax. So when you're employed by somebody else, you only pay a portion of self of self-employment taxes. So like the Medicare all, all that stuff. You're only paying a portion of that. Now, when you become self-employed, you're actually the employer and the employee, so you have to pay both portions of the social security and medicare taxes. Unfortunately, that means, you know, we're kind of double taxed. But when you become an S-Corp, you can avoid some of those taxes by paying yourself that reasonable salary and then that profit on top, you just distribute it to yourself. You don't pay it through as an actual W-2 salary. It's paid to yourself as a distribution through profits. Now, don't get me wrong, you're still paying taxes on the profit, which is paid through the distribution, but it's not, you don't have to pay the self-employment taxes. You're only paying the ordinary income taxes, which you have to pay on everything, no matter if you're self-employed, employed, whatever, That's it's the same taxes regardless. But you can avoid those self-employment taxes if you are an S-Corp and you have the profit on top. So this is actually how you can save potentially thousands and thousands in taxes. However, if you're somebody that's making a million dollars a year, but you're paying yourself $60,000, that's the IRS is not going to see that as being reasonable. And that's what I say that when I say you have to really talk with your accountant to figure out what is reasonable, this is why, because the IRS will, they look at S-Corps more closely because they know that there can be more abuse there. It's much easier to get away with things with an S-Corp. So they have to scrutinize them closer and, make sure that you are not abusing this rule and this loophole. It's not really a loophole because it's allowed, but, and a lot of people know about it, but chat with your accountant. And the whole issue is if you are audited, you have to be able to prove to the IRS why this is a reasonable salary. So I'll go back to my numbers. So in 2018, I was just in a PLLC, did the, the schedule C. Now 2019, it was my first full year of business, I made between 400 and 450,000. And I paid myself a reasonable salary of 60,000 on paper. The rest was distributed to myself as profits. Now, 
if that was, you know, my fifth year in business, 60,000 may not necessarily have been considered reasonable, but because that was my first full year of business, I had no idea what I was going to make. And I really just thought, I, I kind of just pulled that number out of thin air. <laughs> I, I was just like, okay, I think this is going to be reasonable knowing where my business is going and I can adjust as needed. So paid myself $60,000 last year. This year in 2020, the firm will hit over a million dollars in revenue. So 60,000 is not reasonable. Absolutely not reasonable. And I I still don't really know what is considered reasonable at this point because the way that the business is going, revenue is I mean, as of, you know, April to May, we doubled the revenue. And because it was doubled, I'm not going to say it's been double ever since, but it's stayed consistent ever since May. So May, June, July, they're all about $100,000 months. Now, if things would have stayed the same through April, throughout the entire year, between forty five and 55000 per month, then maybe sixty dollars to $100,000 could be considered reasonable depending on how many other expenses I had. Seriously, it's just a case-by-case basis as what is considered reasonable for you and your business. And this is something that you'll probably adjust every quarter. So me and my accounting team, we just discussed changing my salary to make it more reasonable and account for the ongoing revenue increases, which is great. But you also have to keep in mind, when is it worth it for you? So as an S-Corp, depending on what, you know, maybe you have a clothing boutique and it's reasonable to pay yourself a $40,000 salary. Well, you're paying yourself a $40,000 salary and you have $5,000 of profit on top of that. It may not be actually worth it to make that S-Corp election and distribute that $5,000 to you because it may not be worth it with the tax savings. So with the S-Corp, you actually do have to file a business tax return. It's just for informational purposes. The business doesn't pay taxes, but you do have to submit that business tax return to the IRS. So you have more fees as far as accounting goes. You have more fees with maintenance and ensuring the proper corporate structures in place, all the paperwork's right. So there's more fees on that end. So if you're really just distributing five or $10,000 worth of profit to yourself, honestly, that may not be worth it to make the S-Corp election because you may be paying more money with filing fees, tax return, preparation fees. So it honestly just depends where you are in your business. Definitely pay $100, $200, $300 just to have a sit down with an accountant, run the numbers by them, see what they think. And that call or that sit down can possibly save you thousands or it can get you on the right track to know, okay, this is the timeline where I do want to actually make the S-Corp election. Once I hit this revenue and I'm able to pay myself this amount of money, this is when I do want to actually make that S-Corp election. So take advantage of these tax breaks. This is what happens when you're a business owner. You get to take advantage of more opportunities to save on taxes or just shuffle things around. So take advantage of it, but just know, I mean, you also have to pay the service providers that are helping you. So just pay an accountant, a CPA, you know, a one hour call and 
get things sorted out. So that is my little spiel on being an S-Corp. So with an S-Corp, you first have to either be an LLC and then you make the election or you have to be a C-Corp and make the election. I haven't touched on C-Corps very much in this podcast because I work mainly with small businesses and I don't believe small businesses should be a C-Corp. Most of the time, the only time I suggest becoming a C-Corp is when you have investors and you're a true startup looking for funding. And even then it may not be worth it just depending on how many investors you plan on having. So if you're a small business, you're bootstrapping everything, don't plan on getting any funding, definitely just go the LLC route. And then once you're paying yourself, you're able to pay yourself a reasonable salary, make that S-Corp election. And let me be very clear, before you become an S-Corp, and you are a sole proprietor or an LLC, you're not necessarily paying yourself a salary. But once you're able to pay yourself that reasonable salary and have profit on top, that's when you want to make the S-Corp election and truly start that W-2 salary. If you're so confused on like, oh my gosh, how do I even, how do I even run payroll? I get that question all of the time. I personally use Gusto and I'm actually going to link it in the show notes. This is an affiliate link. So I will get a little kickback. You'll also get a kickback. I think you'll get like a hundred, hundred dollar Amazon gift card, but I firmly, firmly believe in Gusto. I pay, I think it's less than $50, less than $40 a month to use their system. And then it's like six or $8 per employee per month. So I pay less than a hundred dollars per month to run payroll and you can have benefits through them. So you can offer insurance. You can do a 401k through them. Like they offer everything. It's wonderful. I seriously love Gusto. I use it for both of my businesses. So if you're curious, how do I actually run payroll? Go sign up with Gusto and they will get you all set up. They pay, they do everything. They pay your quarterly taxes, everything. Seriously, it's mindless. I love it. So enough about Gusto. Go check them out. I've linked it in the show notes. Let me know if you guys have any questions. Don't be afraid to reach out to a local accountant or CPA. Yes, you'll have to pay money, but seriously, just pay them for a one hour consult and you will be well armed with some good information. All right. I will see you guys next time. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. If you found this information helpful, I would be so grateful if you could share it with a fellow business owner and it doesn't cost anything to rate, review, or subscribe to the show. Your support helps me reach more listeners, which allows me to support more business owners in their entrepreneurial journey. I'll see you next episode.